Hello, and welcome back for another volume of truly disturbing tales taken from Reddit. If this is your first time joining us, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy creepy tales and true crime, then you've come to the right place. We upload multiple times a week, and I enjoy interacting with subscribers, so please leave thoughts and comments down below. We also operate an Instagram page, so feel free to follow us there for scary facts, previews of upcoming releases, and otherwise unsettling posts. But without any further delay, let's get to today's stories. This story takes place when I was homeless, and I would park to sleep at a campsite up north from where I am. This night, I pulled in, parked, fed the cats, and started to cook and relax with my boyfriend. We had been there no longer than 20 minutes, when out of nowhere, flashlights appeared in our faces. Four of them, all looking into the windows. I had assumed that it was park rangers going to ask me to move since the campsite was technically closed. I rolled down my window a bit and asked what was up, but apparently it was a family of four, also parked and camping. They had a fire going and a dog, so I figured things were okay here, but there was a really weird feeling about it. We both ignored that feeling. My boyfriend decided to try and befriend them, so we got out to chat. They asked a lot of very pointed personal questions. Are you married? Do you live around here? Do you have any kids? But instead of the adults speaking, it was their two kids asking all of the questions. They spoke like adults, which made me assume maybe trauma was a real part of their lives. At some point though, the kids put themselves to bed, basically saying, Mom, Dad, we're going to bed now. That really rubbed me the wrong way. But whatever, it just got worse from there. Once the kids retreated, the couple began talking about their converted truck that they lived in. Apparently, the kids shared a bed, and a key point that they made was that the van was soundproof. They really wanted to play with our cats, but no such luck. The husband and wife, I only remember the dude said his name was Scooter, which, really? Started to try and separate me and my boyfriend by saying stuff like, let's walk to the river, let's go look at the car. They were really interested in hearing about any injuries that we had, and at some point they started letting the fire go out and attempting to stand behind us a lot. That was pretty much enough for me. My boyfriend and I simultaneously stood up leaving a few things behind, and got in the car. We started it up and just talked like, what the f***? It took all of two minutes for the woman of the couple to walk up to our car and ask if we were leaving. We said no, obviously, and that we were just cold. She asked to sit in the seat behind us, though. I asked why. She didn't answer and asked if she could sit with us or on my lap. Utterly confused, I asked again, why? She again didn't answer. She said we can't leave her there because her husband beats her. So I asked her if she wanted me to call the police. She didn't answer, just pulled out a cigarette and lit it up, leaning against the door of our car. We looked at each other and I heard someone douse the fire. With a feeling of extreme unease, I turned to my boyfriend and this is when I found out that he was suspicious from the very beginning. 
but didn't think to say anything until now, only to add that if I had stayed and not followed him to the car, he would have just left me there. Yeah, he was a waste of space, but before I could process it, I heard the husband of the group grab something off of the fire tool set that sounded metallic and heavy. And that's when I got tunnel vision and just hit the gas. I felt that bitch bounce off the side of my van as we pulled away. And just as we got onto the road, we see flashing lights behind us in the distance. Not like police lights, but almost ambulance lights. No way was I stopping for it or pulling off to the side of the road. Do you know how easy it is to buy emergency lights for any car on Amazon? No thanks. The ambulance turned off to a dead-end road eventually, after a while of demon driving into town. We never heard a siren. We looked it up, and the aforementioned river was about two and a half miles into the dense woods. Apparently a lot of people go missing out there. I wonder who's to blame. We reported this to the authorities the moment that we got back to town, and they said they would send a few cars up to the campground to check it out. But by the time the police got there, there was no trace of anybody left at that campsite. No smoldering embers from a fire, and no tire tracks but our own. While our account got called into question, I know exactly what happened up there, and it's something that I'll never forget. I'm lucky enough to not be homeless anymore, but if there's one piece of advice that I can give to anybody going through that same situation, don't interact with anybody that doesn't have a badge when you're parked at a campsite and trying to sleep. I'm a young female in my 20s, and this just happened to me about a week ago while I was on my way to school. I was taking my usual route when I got cut off by a guy who wasn't using his turn signal. I ended up having to slam on my brakes just to avoid a crash. I brushed it off though, because it wasn't that big of a deal to me. We both ended up in the left turning lane at a set of lights that has a green turn arrow at the same time that the regular light turns green. This set of lights was actually about 20 feet away from my school, and once I got through the light, I would have to immediately turn left into the parking lot. This is important for later. The light turns green, and I ease off the brake in expectation of going, but the man in front of me didn't move. Now, I don't usually honk at people unless it's absolutely necessary, but this man already had me annoyed from cutting me off, and now he was taking an absurd amount of time to turn, so I gave him a little beep to get his attention. He moved forward about a foot, and then stopped again. At this rate, we were going to miss our turning arrow, and I was getting a little pissed off. I gave him another, longer honk, and he rolled down his window and flipped me off while still refusing to move. I just wanted to get to school, and this idiot was holding up traffic, so I started beeping my horn in short bursts to annoy him into moving. I know that I probably could have handled that better, but I was tired, and this guy was acting like he had one brain cell. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My incessant beeping got him to finally start moving, and he sped through the turn lane while flipping me off the entire time. I gave him the finger in return and got through the light and immediately turned into my school's lot. I drove through the parking lot and around the back of the building because that's where students are required to park and I took out my phone to call my boyfriend because I was worked up and needed a rant about the whole situation to someone. However, my boyfriend was busy and wasn't able to really talk, so I only got to give him a short retelling of everything, and I decided to voice record him a message while detailing the whole thing. While I was recording the message, I noticed in my rearview mirror that someone had pulled behind me into the school. I immediately knew it was the guy who I had honked at at the light. He drove around the back parking lot, revving his engine, and going in circles. I thought, oh shit, this guy followed me. I immediately started freaking out and called my boyfriend again. He has my number set to always ring in case of situations like this. So he answers, and I say, he followed me. My boyfriend tells me to immediately call the police. During this time, the guy in the car had pulled up directly beside my car started honking at me the same way that I had honked at him, only keeping direct eye contact with me the entire time. He then began yelling and screaming about how I needed to show him respect and other incoherent things. To be honest, I was so scared that I could barely pay attention to what he was saying. I hung up with my boyfriend and immediately called 911. I showed this guy my phone in an attempt to display that I was dialing emergency services and it seemed like he didn't care one bit. He continued to scream and berate me, all before exiting his vehicle, circling around, and coming face to face with me, with only my driver's side window between us. This man, still in a rage, slams his hand over and over against my window in an attempt to puncture through it. My heart is beating out of my chest as I'm worried that my window may not hold. But just as the dispatcher picks up the other line of the call, and I'm sure all the color has drained from my face, this man stops his assault on my window, leans down, and flashes the creepiest grin I've ever seen in all of my days. I can only assume that at this point, he was thoroughly content with how freaked out he had left me, because at this point, he stood straight up, strolled back around to the driver's side of his car, got in, stared at me a moment longer, and then casually waved as he drove off. I gave the police a description of him, his vehicle, and his license plate number. After getting off the phone with the dispatcher, I was left shaking in my car, still utterly terrified as to what just happened. There really isn't much more to this story. I gave my statement to the police, but they couldn't find him, and I haven't heard anything since. I know this may not be the scariest story in the world, but it was horrifying at the time. I'm just left thankful 
that window glass is as strong as it is, because who knows what would have happened if his hand did make it into my car. I had this experience years ago, but I always find myself wondering how differently things could have gone. I was around 17 or 18 at the time, and I had gone with a friend to a pub that wasn't so bothered with checking ID, so we had quite a few drinks. We left when the pub closed, and I walked my friend home. She lived about five minutes away from the pub. I was supposed to be staying at my sister's house to babysit for her the next day, but I had missed the last bus and decided to walk to her house. This was about an hour and a half walk that I had done plenty of times before during the day, and it didn't even occur to me that a girl wandering around on her own in the middle of the night was a dumb move. I would never go out alone now, but I made that decision that night. So I'm walking, and most of the route is through residential areas, some gas stations and closed shops, etc. Around an hour or so into the walk, there's a 20 minute or so gap between one housing estate and the next. It's separated by a country lane with fields on either side. I know that this country lane is coming up, and as I'm getting closer and the alcohol is worn off, I'm starting to think that I'd made a stupid decision. The roads had been pretty quiet, and by now it was probably around 3.30 a.m. A white car drove past me heading towards the country lane but I didn't really think much of it. About a minute later, the same car drives back in the opposite direction, slowing down as it passes me. All of the windows are tinted, so I couldn't see who was inside. The car turned around further back and passed me once more, heading back into the country lane area. And that's when I thought, oh shit. I was coming to the end of the housing estate and closer to the country lane. So I darted off to my right, into the housing estate, and waited out of sight for what felt like forever, but looking back, it probably wasn't more than a few minutes. I heard a car pass by a few times, and then all went quiet. I thought it was probably safe to continue now. I came out of the estate, looked about, and couldn't see anyone around, so I continued on my journey. About five minutes or so into the quiet, and the same white car drove past me from behind and parked up a little way in a turnout on my side of the road. I slowed my pace and started to internally panic. I didn't want to turn around because then the car would be behind me and that thought scared me even more. I couldn't cross over because there was no footpath on the other side of the road, so I'm just slowly walking towards this white car, getting more and more scared. Just then, a taxi pulled up next to me, and the driver rolled down his window and asked if I wanted a lift home. I was already panicking and almost screamed at him that I don't get into cars with strangers. He said he had a daughter about my age, and he wouldn't want her out at this time. I just looked at the taxi, looked at the white car, before deciding that the taxi was my best bet, and jumping in. As we drove off, I looked back saw the white car speed off in the other direction. The taxi driver dropped me off at my sister's house with no further issue. I always think back and think firstly, how could I have been so stupid to take that walk? And secondly, what would have happened if that taxi driver 
hadn't decided to stop. <laughs> 